Welcome to the new Trad Angelization. Your hosts are Kevin and Jacob, and we typically are in Jacob's garage smoking the two classiest pipes, Augustine and Aquinas, but we are doing long-distance podcasting for the time being. Our aim is to promote the new Trad Angelization, the TNT, so that it can become truly dynamic and be on the verge of exploding. <clears throat> Jacob, in this episode, I'd like to get a discussion started regarding masculinity in general and um, its application for us as Catholics living in the 21st century and a number of topics associated with this. So I, I want to start with one, one practical theological note that I think ties into a more general understanding of what masculinity is. So one major critique I would have of Catholics today, and I would include the majority of the ones I'm addressing here. I mean, I won't address liberal Catholics because we don't even have to go there. That's, I don't think anyone listening would really subscribe to many of those positions, but I want to address neoconservative Catholics. That's right. Um, you might think, well, that's not the most triangulization-like thing to do. But um, here's, I think this is an essential, essential point to meditate and ponder uh, as people striving to live the authentic Catholic life. My critique is that there's been an inversion of the first and second commandment. The first commandment being to love God, the second being to love your neighbor. These are the two greatest commandments but there's a clear order in them. First God, then your neighbor. Why do I think that there's been an inversion? Well, if we look at the way that most evangelization and liturgy is done, most people would probably consider someone who sticks by principles as being arrogant or uncharitable if it comes into conflict, conflict with others. Because they are then labeled as, you're not very nice. You could have said that in a nicer way. Yeah, you could have, maybe. But this tying into the more general understanding of a masculine spirituality masculine approach to things looks more at the bigger picture. So it looks more at the principle, okay? So what is the act generally being performed here? This is a more Thomistic way of looking at things. What is the what is the act you're doing? Okay, you might be imperfect in this or that aspect, of, but what's the general act? That's what you focus on first. So when it comes to, for example, sticking up for the morality of, say, <clears throat> um, someone is... Um, Basically saying, well, the church, church is teaching on homosexuality, the church is teaching on contraception is wrong, or even telling other people that, that it's wrong, and they may even be Catholics and scandalizing others. Or, for example, someone is making light of a mortal sin, for example, laughing about getting drunk or something akin to that. <clears throat> a lot of neocons, I would say, if you stood up in that setting 
and you said, this is wrong, neocons would say you're being uncharitable because you're hurting someone's feelings. Note the, note the, note the accent here is on the person, the individual. This is not talking about God, okay? You're hurting someone's feelings, therefore you are being uncharitable. You could have done it some other way, maybe. But if there's public scandal and other people are involved, then we have a moral duty to do what we can. Now, in certain circumstances, we shouldn't, out of prudence. But there's definitely not, it's not because you're hurting someone's feelings. It's almost inevitable we're going to hurt someone's feelings, quote-unquote, or tick some people off if we actually say this is right and this is wrong. And that's a, that, that's, that's a characteristic of a true man is the ability to discriminate between what is right and what is wrong. If we look at Christ, he was, as St. Paul said, a sign of contradiction. If you're a sign of contradiction, then yeah, you're going to piss a lot of people off, okay? Um, and and that's, that's, that's a general, more masculine approach to things. And it's ironic that the feminist movement is trying to get rid of this, quote-unquote, patriarchal suppression, end quote, by them using a, a very uh, militant, you could even say masculine, approach to impose a more feminine approach on everyone else. If you come out and you say, I'm going to stick to these principles, I mean, you can look at someone who's not even Catholic, Jordan, Dr. Jordan Peterson, I talked about him in a previous episode. Um, he, he stood up for freedom of speech, right? And he was called out big time. Um, but he stuck to his guns. And, and in fact, he's actually ended up widely popular because of this fiasco and, and all people also getting to his other things. Um, but that's beside the point. If you stick to a certain principle and you end up hurting someone's feelings, then, then, then you're going to be called uncharitable because of this inversion. But Christ did not have this inversion. I mean, you can look at countless places where he ticked people off in the gospel. It was, you'd almost think like he's coming here just to say things that are going to, you know, be radical. I mean, he, if I'm not mistaken, he, it was said that he was a scandal to the Jews. And, and I think that this, the, that, that, that points to the very heart of all of this, which is the Eucharist. If that's really God, then that changes everything. We should be crawling on our knees to come to the Eucharist. Now we can trust in his humanity and his, and his understanding of our human situations and how we come to him, but that's God. That's the divinity in the Eucharist, truly. And we can look at John 6. Was Christ going to say, oh, well, I'm just going to be... I'm, I'm just going to understand everyone. Let's just have happy time right now, guys. Let's just sit around and talk about our feelings. Um, and and not, we don't have to talk about truths that are divisive, that are going to be contradictory to what other people think, that might be kind of crazy. No, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said... Uh, he, everyone left after he said, this is truly my body. Truly, truly... Truly, 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 truly. Might as well have said it like that. Truly, legit, this is my body. Take it or leave it is basically what he said. And then when everyone, and a lot of people left, 
he turned to his disciples and he didn't go, all right, guys, well, you know, I mean, I, come on, you know, let's just, we're friends, right? Like, we can work this radical thing out. Let's just understand each other better, you know? <laughs> I'm laughing because I've seen this now in so many circumstances. Like, it's all just, but we just don't understand each other. Let's just understand each other better. It's like, at the end of the day, there's truth is truth and falsehood is falsehood. Um, so anyways, he tells the disciples, he doesn't say, guys, let's just understand each other. He goes, do you also want to leave? <laughs> do you also want to leave? So he's like, look, you know, I, I will live and die by this truth. Um, and I don't think that, that that aspect is really admired much today. Well, um, in mainstream Catholicism, I would say that's not the general aim. Now, I would say in grassroots Catholicism, yes, that is very much admired. Um, I'll give a few examples. Oh, in general, for millennials, I would say it's admired by a lot of young men who are tired of being fed crap about living lukewarm and nonsensical and irrational lives that don't have meaning. Um, they're sick of it. But even specifically among Catholics, they're tired of being spoon-fed, just lovey-dovey, whatever comfort stuff that helps your emotions. Um, we want truth, and we, that's something that's be challenging. It's going to be, it is challenging. It's, it's truth. It's reality. And, and we're living for, if we look at what the spiritual authors say about the spiritual life, like to get to the transformative union, which basically we all have to do in order to get to heaven. We have to be totally purified and made perfect to get into heaven. So it's either here or in, in purgatory, all right? And purgatory is going to be worse. Okay. Um, we have to get to that point. And that's a radical lifestyle, radical purgation that we have to go through to get to that. If you read it, how drastic the state that is. But it's, it's grace that does it. So we just have to, we have to do all we can to dispose ourselves and cooperate with the inspirations and the Holy Ghost. But anyways, what, what people are looking for is, is reverence and, and reality and truth in the church. Um, I, I want to cite real quick the pre-synodal... Um, document that came out where um, basically young people were asked, what is it that you want from the church? What are you looking for? Okay, and there's a Facebook group made where there was Facebook page, discussion board, whatever, that was made with about 2,500 people, something like that, maybe a little less. I was in there. Okay. Um, if you read the responses, you would not believe what majority of them were regarding more traditional, reverential um, attitudes toward the faith, toward the mass, toward the sacraments, toward catechesis? That's what young people are wanting. And But I say grassroots because it's the mainstream people that have the political buy-in and power that are trying to ease things with the rest of the world. Okay, Those are the people that when Jesus says, this is my body, take it or leave it, go... Oh, they're on the side. It's like, oh, but you know, we've got candy. Like, um, you know, he does all these other awesome things. Like, let's not stress that divisive thing. Um, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, like Christ is a polarizing figure. Okay. He's a polarizing figure. And the, to tie this back to the inversion of love God and love man, love man above God. It's first love man. So basically the standard for loving God is, do you love man? But you first have to understand what the standard of loving God is in order to say, because in a way that's true, that the way we love man 
is a measure, like St. Teresa of Avila would say, is a measure of how much we love God. But what does that actually mean to love man? If we take God out of that conception, if we don't first understand that we are made to be in union with God and to love him and to live his commandments, um, as Christ says, that's, that's how you know you love him, basically. In uh, John, it's like John 15, 16, or 17, um, that's how we know we love, that's how we love him. If you keep his commandments um, and, and live in his love, okay, but that means we have to understand we're made for the supernatural and we also are made to reverence God and to adore him. That's like, that's like the best, biggest act we can do as a human being is to adore God. So if that's the case, then to love another human being is to want him to become what he's most meant to be, which is to love and adore God. Okay? That's what they're made for. So if you're at Mass and people are just talking and talking and talking in, in a chapel, when Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God of the entire universe, who will be our judge, is in the tabernacle, and we're not acting reverently, we've forgotten he's even there then there's an inversion of the first and second commandment. And I don't care if that pisses people off or even trad or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, you can talk in the church. Well, like, God is there, okay? It ticks me off when people are talking in the church because that, that, that just means they do not really believe that Jesus is present, okay? So to tie this all back in with, you know, a more masculine approach to things, it's like, well... I'm going to put God first, and that's probably going to tick people off because I'm going to come across as different because I'm principled. I'm living by principle and not by people-pleasing. Not by people-pleasing, not by just like make people feel good, but it's because that's, that's not necessarily at all going to lead them to sanctity, to what they're actually made for. So it's not actually loving them with will. It's feeling them, whatever that is. 